0: Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Quarter Digital Podcast. It's so pleasant. That was beautiful. Yeah, was. yeah, I wasn't gonna do the whole solo without like a rhythm guitar or anything. <laughs> I figured I'd spare you of that. And now I have a frog in my throat. So welcome back, everybody. Today we have some very special people on the cast. We've got Nico Peringer, of course. Hi. Hello, we've got Jonah Kaplan. <laughs>
2: Hi. <laughs> it was so formal Jake, and this we, is like what, like 150th episode yeah. People know who we are <laughs> right now
0: This is a 172nd episode, Nico 172nd. I'm trying wow. to Dang. start off with like a chill vibe We'll slip right into yeah. it And we've got Jordan Coleman hi Hello, guys. Jordan Big fan Of me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of, yeah. Course, oh. done, and of course me man. Hi, actually, And Jake Watson, ladies Jake and gentlemen Watson. Hi, hi, mm-hmm. how are you? You know, every, every intro is different You never know what you're going to get And like that dude who made... The bingo board for the podcast—you <laughs> never know what you're going to get. Just the and bingo board Everyone po- might s- be a winner. I feel so, so. seen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw that, but uh, this this um, this uh, guy on Reddit made a great little post about the podcast, and we shared it um, as oh, well. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah, you can see it on our
1: Instagram page. Our Instagram. Guys.
0: See, you're fulfilling one of the things right now where you look at your phone during oh my God. the podcast. It's so, it's really, oh, no, really... that g- was it's Sam, It's really though. intense. The the Sam looked at his <laughs> phone for five
2: minutes. Oh, no, wait, uh, dead air while waiting for someone to find something on their phone. Yeah, that was that. me pulling up the <laughs> bingo card right now. Oh, my gosh. Um, there is, it starts with a guitar. We've already got that one checked yes. off. We've checked, check. Uh, Jake, are we this formulaic? Are we this predictable?
0: No, it's
3: kind of strange <clears> to be like, uh, I don't know, just like boiled down. Yeah. into these little, you know, you know, it's like we joining into. your
0: friends again. It's like coming around the table, you know, let's we go are who we
1: are. Let's try
2: and hit all of them today. At least we're consistent. Well, let's, Ren's not here to scream. Yeah.
1: And Matt that's isn't true. here to say, what is it? Yeah, yeah, you, did. yeah you did. Yeah, you did. I had never yeah, heard you him did. So Oh, that. just wait for it. Yeah,
2: you did. <laughs> 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 it slips right in there. It's subconscious. But
1: sometimes he also goes up because he's like, yeah, you did. And it's oh, like, really character right. like. Wow.
2: Yes. Nico blows um, his nose into the mic.
0: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know what we need? We need a kill button for you, Nico. Like I, I try to like, on my oh, I try to do like the Tayson Day here.
2: thing where I, like, you know, I, I back away from the mic. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. Like cherry chocolate rain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake. I'm I just a- checked off the boxes, his doing something that can only be seen on the video version of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're like 2 minutes into it already. Listen, mm-hmm. our start the 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 hero video that I put for people on the Corridor Cast page is the one where that we were doing during COVID and it starts off with just me glitching out the whole time where I'm like, "Welcome back to the Corridor Digital Podcast." A- 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 and then y'all laugh and then I do it again and it glitches again. I think it's the perfect summary of what we do here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so today's episode
2: of the podcast is brought to you by Jason Bourne. Yes, uh,
0: thank you, Bourne franchise, for everything you've done. So, you uh, people who watch
2: our videos, which is probably everybody listening to this podcast, um, you saw the 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 movie tests that Jake has been starring in the Batman one, where Batman has disappeared, the Superman uh, identity Clark Kent thing, the mm-hmm. Spider Man tray catch, <clears throat> and there's yes. this other one that had been on our list for a while. And I just, I really wanted to do it, but it was extra hard to do, which is the Jason Bourne disappearing act.
0: Yeah. This one required some uh, additional research before we went straight into it, um, such as doing a few other of these formats beforehand. And now Mm -hmm. that we've gotten a little bit of a sense for what it is now, we felt like we were ready to finally take this one on.
2: Yeah. So... The idea here is that at the end of the first Jason Bourne movie, Matt Damon, as he's walking away from the camera, disappears when a little like moped thing drives in front of him at the same time, like people cross the frame. It's like, oh, where did he go? He disappeared. He's a spy. He's mysterious. In reality, you can watch it in slow motion, frame by frame, and you can see that he's literally ducked and running behind this little moped thing with like a windshield on it. It's like, oh, he's just right there, scooting along, (laughs) (laughs) running out of the shot. And so like, well, can we do the same thing with Jake? Can Jake, like, get somebody's attention and then disappear when, like, a car drives by? And we're like, I think it's possible. But the thing is, we can't do it when people know Jake is in town. We have to keep it a secret. We have to smuggle Jake into Los Angeles, unbeknownst to everybody that he's here in the studio. And then we have to pull off this moment and then have him disappear. So it was very, very complicated and very intense. We wanted, you know, wanted to see if it would work. And also, at this point, everyone in the office is very savvy to like when weird things are happening. So we enlisted the help of Jonah, we enlisted the help of Jordan. Actually, we didn't. No, we I back. was She's actually surprised. I Derek. Had we no enlisted idea the help of Derek, <laughs> and and of course, Nick had to film all of it, and off we went.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah. and uh, well, I I hope it was a success. I mean, I feel like if you saw it already, go. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. But I feel like we pulled it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> that's 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 what I was getting when we were bringing people out. Um, and I think everyone, even though everyone is savvy to me pulling these experiments, everyone is also savvy to playing along with them now. <laughs> so but we don't want to ruin the had... video. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, I think we, but you can tell when you
2: authentically. Yeah, get we somebody, had a
3: different yeah. approach to this one, and I think that was good. We've kind of ev- everyone's gotten used to. Oh well, Jake's in town, so now something's going to happen, you know. Yes. And yes. I think it was the right move this time to, you know, try and catch everyone with their pants down a little bit, you know, and, and make sure that they weren't already waiting for something to happen. Now, to be fair, when we started pulling people out one by one for a mysterious walk down the street. I think some people were a little cued in, but I think that even with a little bit of like what's happening, no one had you on, on their mind in that moment. I think that really was the key to making this whole thing happen.
2: So Jonah, as, as basically the, the piece of glue that made this whole thing work, what was the method? What, what happened? What was our, how did we hit people with this, with this setup here?
3: Well, I think the most important thing was the way that the idea came to be publicly right Mm -hmm. so we had discussed on friday i think was it friday we were like all right jake's gonna come in town let's how are we gonna make this seem like a normal day so i told jake hey in the morning meeting ask me what i'm doing today and i'll tell them the idea that we had come up with and i think if we hadn't done that if you had kind of come out of the bat and been like all right so jonah you're filming that video right (laughs) people would be like yeah Jake doesn't usually do that. Usually he asks Jonah what he's doing. And so you kind of primed me and I was like, oh, I had this great idea. Let's take everyone out on the street and do a little history lesson on the things that we filmed out on the street. And I think we did it so seamlessly that it just kind of glazed over everyone's minds. And so that was really the secret. And then I think we did this this thing and we had kind of figured out a rhythm as we kept doing it. but really trying to, kind of like how a magician will, you know, wave his hand here and do something here. The waving of the hand was asking them questions about the street as we got there. Mm -hmm. Because people started, like, it was weird. We've never gone out on the street like that. So they're probably a little on edge. And we started asking the questions. And Nico started being like, "All right, this is a points game. You have to number that, you know, guess the number of things we've shot on the street. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly their mind's racing and they're trying to find stuff. And they forget that it's a little weird. And so, by the time we get to the end of the street where we ended up shooting the actual gag, people were so flustered <laughs> and, and and just kind of taken off guard that they weren't ready. And that was, I think, the secret sauce to the, to the actual thing. And you know, you were more involved in, um, or I should, J- Jake was more involved in the actual mechanic of the the stunt or the you know the illusion. But yeah. getting them there was it was really fun because. It was a challenge to make it feel normal, but we did what? How many people did we get? Like eight?
2: We, yeah, we did like eight, seven or eight or, eight. eight. or so. Yeah. Eight or so. Yeah, That's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. That's a factory line. You just got to like, cause like, I'm not going to be outside for six hours today just running up and down the street. I was sore. <laughs> I was literally sore because I was filming
3: all day. But by the time we were on our eighth person, like we had it down pat and yeah. it, was, it was a well-oiled machine.
1: Well, that's why I almost ruined it. Remember, you guys were like, why are you here? And I was like, for one, I was invited. You told me to come here. And I was like, well, instead of waiting for them to come back for me, I'll be kind enough to go there. But you know, the crazy thing is, is I saw the tent. And what's funny is I saw the tent and I took a picture of it before I knew Nick was inside of it. (laughs) Because I was telling my uncle when I was visiting him in Texas, I was like, there's tents everywhere in You wouldn't believe it.
4: We, yeah. And
1: then I pass it and then Nick is looking at me with his lens and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but it like, I thought he was just capturing like people getting the questions wrong about the video that you guys are doing. <laughs> like Ten? Yes, I didn't know. I was like, maybe he's really trying to get natty reactions from people so on you made this video. eye
2: contact with Nick? In the- yeah, but
0: <laughs> Nick yeah, was you also have like a still frame uh, on your phone of Nick's little head. <laughs> (laughs) through the the yes but
1: then as i walk by nick sees me he gets so mad he goes what the fuck is you doing here and i was like all right well yeah but then i get
4: to the phone
2: why are you so angsty
1: (laughs) but then you're on the phone and i'm like okay all right and it just all happened perfectly i still didn't know what the heck was going on well so
2: so what happened from your point of view what happened so you walk by nick and you're walking up and i'm with uh, Matt, Matt,
1: Yeah, because yeah, I thought you guys were discussing that so, girl, which is what I was told. So I
2: got my call. I, you know, as Jake take out my phone, I put it on the speaker because we quickly realized that it was not at all reliable to call their phone. And it was just yeah. better to call my phone. Um, but when did you walk up to us? It was around that point. I was right?
1: walking up as soon as like Jake got on the phone.
2: Did you see Jake before you you heard him on the phone? No. So you walk up, you're like, who's that?
1: Yeah, and you're, we're listening, and it's Jake, and he goes something, something, something. He goes, but look behind you, and so then we all look, and you're just standing there. So in my head, I'm like, you're not supposed to be here this week, and you were there. And then I think Matt was like, he's gonna get in that van, isn't he, or something. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: it just all happened really fast. Yeah, for me. Derek rolled in real slow on that one
4: too. Okay, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. So I didn't have the whole buildup of the questions on the yeah. street, but I still came in not knowing what was going on. All to
3: say, maybe. From so from your experience, what, what it was a little jarring, right? So yeah, it still I worked. think if you had been primed, maybe it would. You would have had a different reaction,
2: though.
1: I think it still one hundred percent worked. It for worked me. though. Yeah, well, I do you cool. feel like no Jake idea. jumped
2: in the van, or do you feel like he disappeared?
1: It looks like he disappeared, but if Matt wasn't in my ear saying he's gonna do that van <laughs>
3: yeah, Jordan was cool <laughs> with a guy in a tent. I think she would go along with the idea that he disappeared. <laughs> yeah, so straight- oh, cool guy in tent. Normal day.
0: Jake's gone. You don't
1: know yep. what's gonna happen on that street. <laughs> yeah, it was. pretty Yeah, good. the duveteen was. That was the the kicker. That's how that you. That was got in the there.
0: sealer of the dealer. Yeah, we 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 realized very quickly that when I would run behind the van, you could see my feet. Yeah. So we put <clears> a little <throat> piece of duveteen as a little skirt on the van to lower the point of view closer to the road, and that I think. There was two things. It was that, and then it was turning and walking away from the people Mm -hmm. we were referring to as the Mark, walking away from the Mark before then turning around and trying to jump in the van. But Derek was going almost 15 miles an hour in some of those shots. Mm -hmm. So there's some really funny footage from the GoPro angle on the other side of the van where... I'm all cool and collected and I turn and walk away. And then as soon as that van hides me, it's just panic mode to figure out orient myself <laughs> to try to run and get in this van with this very small window where you can't see your my feet and then mm. to just jump in it. And I was just going for it. I'm glad we used the um the stunt pad because had we not put that down, it would have been ooh, it would have been pretty Tough. rough trying to jump you're in. Because you were just there.
1: diving in there. Yeah. Just
0: full yeah. swan swan dive. Yeah, you didn't really have a choice when the van was going that fast because we 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 did a few experiments to figure out okay what's the right speed, and you know how's this going to go. We did like three or four test runs before we brought anyone out, and then once we kind of had it had that dialed, the pacing and stuff. Then we just tried to stick with it.
3: Yeah. Nico, I'm I'm curious from your perspective, as you know, the kind of you were, you were casting the spell on people and then you were also going through the steps eight times with people. Mm -hmm. And it was really important that you answered your phone and you had that conversation. What was your experience uh, watching the stunt over and over again with different people?
2: So there's always the moment of like a little bit of panic when it's about to happen. It's like, is it going to (laughs) work? Which was always really entertaining. Um, And I will say, Jake, when you were like, the one thing is I got to see Jake do it eight different times. And I got to see his performance evolve as it went. I got to see it get you know more honed in. And like the turn in the walk was really nice, but eventually you would turn and start walking in the direction the van was driving. And like for mm. those, you kind of, it kind of felt like you're just turning to get ready to go into the van. But there's other times where you turn and like it was a little bit more like you're walking directly away from camera or in the opposite direction, and those times it worked really well. But I will say that like getting people to have to like do the trivia of like locations and corridor? Really, like, people, people realize they don't know our videos very well.
4: <laughs>
2: and so I think that panic, like, hit half the crowd. Some people were fine and just, like, you know, dropped videos left and right. But, some like, Matt named, like, three. Jordan <laughs> Allen one, Jordan Allen, like, pa- yeah. He's his mind shut panicked. down. Yeah. It's crazy. He's so good at Smash Brothers. But <laughs> in terms of trivia, ugh. <laughs> yeah.
0: His uh, trivia was anything like his Smash Brothers. He'd be on top. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh I think for me the
2: most fun part outside of just doing the fake, you know, crew cuts video was the the phone call with Jake because basically, as the handler of the mark, and you need to make sure that they are looking in the right direction, they don't miss the performance. Because something that sometimes happened is like Jake, you'd be like, you know, look behind you and they turn and they'd see him and be like, Jake. And then Derek would start driving up with the car and he'd be like, Look there's one thing you need to know. And like, you kind of, you'd go into your one liner and then yeah. like two or three people at that point would stop. And then they'd look away from you and they'd look over their shoulder back at the like yellow Amtrak building. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. Like in human beings that make us like pause and like, you know, is something behind me? Is something about to happen? I think people could feel mm-hmm. that energy. And like once in a while it has to like tap people on the shoulder, and be like Hey, look back
0: at Jake <laughs> and they look back <laughs> at you just in time to see the car pass and have you disappear. Um, yeah, we've all seen that we've all <clears throat> seen that shot from the prank video where the person gets pranked and then they turn around or they look somewhere else away from the person who's pranking them for c- confirmation of the mm. reality that surrounds them effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a human instinct that we didn't quite calculate for until it started happening. Yeah. So you need like the thing to like, be like hey, look, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then the other, the other thing with the phone was not
2: like obviously answering my phone in a way that is meant for them to hear it, you know, like answering it for myself. And then you being like, is so-and-so there? And I thought at that moment, people would be like, okay, what's the joke? But people were a little more like, yeah, I'm, I ha- I happen to be here. Coincidentally, <laughs> <laughs> I just coincidentally happened to be here. What What do you want, Jake? <laughs> it's yeah. weird that that wasn't like the thing that tipped people off immediately. Yeah. And then yeah, you'd start talking to them and I think Matt mentioned like I knew something was up the moment you held the phone up to your love. So I'm like, oh, so I need to hold <laughs> the phone more naturally out in front of me. So that's a good tip from Matt there. But yeah, it was it was really fun and uh, yeah, I don't know, it was just a thrill every time watching it happen because sometimes Derek came in fast, sometimes he took his time. Like Jake, you had to improv your Jason Bourne dialogue sometimes for a long time, an awkwardly long time. You had to be like (laughs) spiel for like you won't be able to see me once I disappear or whatever you're saying, you know?
0: Yeah, and it's a public street, so sometimes we had bogeys that would come down, and I mean the one of the earlier ones, I can't remember who it was with, but we had we were right in the middle of it. I think it was Griffin Yeah, this bogey car comes up and literally parks right in the middle between nick and i and then Mm. four dudes get out and there's a there's like a chop shop under the freeway right there and so they're bringing in like uh you know ruined cars and damaged cars all the time and these guys there was these guys next to us that were replacing a door on this little sedan and so derek couldn't always get to me at the right time and then that car pulled up in front of us and I basically had to reposition. There was another time where I was hiding behind that silver sedan and, or that silver SUV. And the guy who owned it came in and got in it. And he <laughs> looked at me kind of funny. Cause I'm sitting there in this turtleneck with <laughs> ear comms on and a backpack. And, and, and I just nodded at him and he just, just, whatever. And he got in his car and drove away. But right I go, oh crap, he's going to drive away right as, <laughs> right as the, the Mark was walking towards us. Oh, so I no. had to quick hide behind this much smaller car right behind it. And I was just tucked in there. I, I thought for sure you guys saw me, but <laughs> when you're not looking for it, you know, it's, it's, it's easier.
2: Yeah. And, and I can't look around for you either. Cause then it gives it away. You know, same with John, right. we just had to trust that you're not visible now, Sam. So the, Sam was in the office when we were talking about these ideas. Yeah. And Jake, Sam knew what we were doing when we went on that walk. Did he? He did. Mm. Okay. Uh, He did play along a little bit, but authentically afterwards, we were talking about it. So, you know, he's answering the questions, nailing all the films we've shot in the street, of course. Uh, easily he took the highest score of everybody um, <laughs> just <Naturally>. demolished <laughs> kind of everybody of a good else. sign actually <laughs> yeah probably a good <laughs> start sign started
3: forgetting his own video <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but when we turn on to Enterprise because he didn't know where it was happening he didn't know how it was going to happen mm. so he's just like waiting for the trap to be sprung so he's coming in yeah. with that and the moment we turn on to Enterprise and start walking down towards you know going under the, the street there he's he was actively looking for you just oh. so searching every okay. single corner and he couldn't yeah. find you and me, he's like, oh, okay, I guess Jake's not around here. I guess it's going to happen somewhere else. So when it turned out that you were behind him, that was yeah. authentic. And that was actual surprise. And, you know, okay. the car drove by and you jumped in it, which he kind of knew was going to happen. But he still got to just see it happen. And that yeah. was also a very authentic reaction there.
0: Okay, yeah. good. So, and I'm I'm pretty sure he thought that I wasn't going to be in town. You're, you are morning. correct,
2: actually. He did forget until okay. something in the morning meeting tipped him off, which I think was actually you saying, I'm going to film this screw cuts video. Oh, because you he was guys like, had kind of talked about, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, the morning meeting. Yeah, that yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, what was <laughs> your perspective
1: of you the news? I know everything about what everyone's doing. I can tell what you guys are thinking most of the time. Mm-hmm. So when, when you were talking about it, I was like, that's a really good idea. And in my head, I was like, I mean, he wanted you wanted Nico to be involved. And in my head, I'm like, Nico's in my head. I was like, Nico's really busy. He's probably not going to want to (laughs) do this. Swear. (laughs) And then you did. You were on board. And I was like, that's a good boss. (laughs) So I was like, okay, like this is fun. Like this video is going to happen. That's all I thought about. I legit didn't think of anything because Nick and like last week, wanted to shoot a video, but he was like, oh, yeah, Jake's not going to be in town. So I remembered that, and so I didn't think you were going to be here.
2: Yeah, because Jake had planned, he had told everybody he was going to come into town this week, had bought his tickets, and they are like, oh, we should film this. And Jake's like, oh, Wendy's birthday is actually on that week, so I'll just tell people I'm actually going to stay home and delay my trip by a week, you know, it's my wife's birthday. Turns out Jake actually still came into town on his wife's (laughs) birthday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool.
2: But Jake has a... I mean, if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you'll see that Jake has a spot where he works and he films from. And in the Monday morning meeting, if Jake is in Los Angeles, well, how can he appear to be at home in Texas? Right. So that was a little. Yeah, you kept
1: your camera off and I can't believe I didn't catch that because you were like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm moving houses, so I can't put my camera on. But you were already in that house and your camera was on the week before. Yeah,
2: Jake's right. like, I'm having technical difficulties. And the and one
1: person that doesn't have technical difficulties is Jake. He will figure it out. <laughs> so right. I don't know. Maybe it was just Monday morning. I didn't have my coffee yet, but I didn't know anything. The,
3: the only other person I had to kind of get involved, which I only realized right before the Monday morning meeting was that I on the crew cut show, it's me and it's Austin. And I hadn't talked to him about it at all. <laughs> and I like took him into actually jake's like bedroom where he stays when he's here and i was like austin just come with me before we have this morning meeting i close the door and i go i'm gonna say something that's probably gonna make no sense to you at all and he was like okay and i was like (laughs) i'm gonna present an idea that we've never talked about (laughs) and he goes what is it and i go just whatever i say smile nod pretend like we've talked about it and he was like what does this mean and I was like also (laughs) also I'm gonna be gone for most of the day so you're gonna have
2: to edit and he was like what and I was like okay
3: they rung the bell let's go and he just sat down he's like okay
2: and Austin was like the the, like second person we filmed with yeah
3: yeah the first or second I felt like I owed it to him I was like you need to know what's going on here man (laughs) Everyone's a good sport. Sick
0: joke to have him do the edit all day.
3: Yeah, I was just down at the end of the street having tacos. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he was a great sport. Everyone, everyone did a great job, and everyone's reaction was very different. Who
1: was the most surprised or shocked, or who did it work on the the most?
0: I think you were, Jordan,
1: because I was an accident. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing all morning. Nothing phased me.
2: I think Jordan Allen was the most like off guard. But also, I think that's the one where your disappearance looked best to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was really authentic surprise from Griffin and delight from everybody. Um, But your disappearance got cleaner as it went on later. And then other people were maybe a little more clued in to it being like a bit Whereas I feel like Jordan Allen had fully committed to the, the fake video that we were shooting by that point. Like he was all, cause he had, had, his mind had gone blank on him. So he was panicking. Yeah, (laughs) So he had completely, completely forgotten about any possibility of this being a setup for a second kind of video. Um, Whenever
0: he gets into an idea, whether mm -hmm. it's on film or if he's working on something, he gets into it. So he's got that, that talent to just be able to, hone in on something and i think that helped a lot
4: yeah yeah
3: yeah he lives in a fantastical world already um (laughs) and so i think when he sees fantastical things he just gets really excited like i mean this in the best way like he saw you standing at the end of the street and i'm sure he just thought this is gonna be great and then just was like already just (laughs) like he he was ready well yeah because like when he flipped oh that part he was already excited you know what i mean he's like oh my god jake said he wasn't here he's here and suddenly he knows that something <laughs> is going to happen, happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's the zone that Jordan in. Was my in my head,
1: maybe the, the van wasn't such a shock to me. I was more shocked that you were in a turtleneck. <laughs> in the middle of the day. I was like, too. Okay. I was like, Jake's here. And I'm like, what the fuck is he wearing?
2: Did you guys <laughs> know that Jake was actually in the studio when everybody was coming in for the Monday morning meeting? I
1: think Christian said he got here at like yeah. 9 a.m. Yeah. So and yeah. you just passed each other because I was coming in from a flight. So I got in at like 9.30
0: yeah yeah did you hear everyone come in i was hiding in the podcast room right behind where you're sitting
1: oh brilliant because no one comes in here just laid on the floor
0: behind the
2: couch well yeah the lights were off and and, everyone filtered in
0: nobody goes in there in the morning so except me i just hid behind there
3: (laughs) i did say hello to you i well i knew he was in there and i I had to grab some stuff off this desk and jake had been like i'm in the podcast room make sure no one goes in so i came in i was like Hey, Jake. And he didn't respond.
0: And then I, didn't I just, know who it was.
3: I started like getting my shit together. I was like, I guess he's not here anymore. And a full, like, a legitimate, like, maybe two minutes fast. And I was like, okay. And oh. I was just grabbing myself. And then he goes, Hey, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I was like, Jake. I, I was pretty sure it was you. But uh, all you had said was "Hey, Jake," and then you didn't say anything, and I couldn't confirm just from those two words so that it was you. So I, I stealthily snuck my head up and around oh. the corner and th- to confirm that it was you because I didn't want to blow it. Yeah,
3: I'm sorry, I should have announced myself.
0: <laughs> and then just that's like, okay. Hey, Jonah, <laughs> it's Jonah.
4: Hi,
2: Jake. Scared the shit out. Did of me you guys say anything know? else after that, or did you walk out of the room quietly? <laughs> Pretty much that.
4: I was like, oh. Okay, there you are. That's and how I was like, all going.
3: Right, I'm yeah. got my stuff.
0: I'm out. Good luck. <laughs> and then during, during the meeting, everyone was gathered upstairs. And, uh, and Nico and Jonah and Nick and I were all in a chat. And Nico was giving me the all clear for when it was okay to run. Because I had to run down the street to the van where Derek had parked it. But I couldn't let anyone see me. So as soon as I got the all clear, I, I sprinted out of the room. And then sprinted down the street past the studio. And thankfully, nobody was late or d- saw me. Um, yeah. Cause otherwise, that would have blew my cover.
2: Yep. And the, nobody was at the windows looking out. Yeah. No, yeah. when you jumped onto the Monday morning meeting, you're like, <gasps> hey guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you got under control real quick. But I was like, yeah. Huh?
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what we learned in this, as we learned in a few of the <laughs> other ones, and as you learn in storytelling in general, it's this idea of misdirection that you can, it, it, you can tell any story and if you can say, hey, look at this or look at that and then shift somebody's expectation, that's, that's kind of a key through line that works not only in these experiments and these social experiments, but it works in general in storytelling. And I think that's an interesting element that I think gets underutilized and underdiscussed uh mm-hmm. it's it's true with magic it's true with storytelling um but that was the one thing that freddie had taught me when uh we did the first batman one and he'd kind of mentioned it you know when we when he started to get into magic because freddie as far as i understand it he's been doing he knows how to do little magic tricks um and i don't know when he picked little up that tricks. skill mm-hmm. yeah sleight I, of hand yeah why'd you put him in quotes sli- <laughs> well, you know, he's not like David Blaine, you know, but he... <laughs> None of us he are. Can, yeah, but he can do... I mean, I've, I don't know when he started doing this or when he picked up this habit, but I remember, you know, like 10 years ago being in the studio and Freddie doing some hand trick mm-hmm. and fooling people. Um, I mean, he's we a member of the video. Magic Castle. Oh, really? Is he yeah. a member? He's a pin-carrying member. Um, wow. So there you go. Yeah. Because we did this one video... Like I don't know how long ago it was, but uh, there was this one guy named Benji Dolly that mm-hmm. used to work out of the studio, and um, they convinced him one time, they set up a bucket full of water mm-hmm. and used a broomstick to like hold the water to the ceiling, and then somehow convinced Benji to take hold of the broomstick. I don't know how what words were used, but they were like, Yeah, I bet you can't get this down, or I bet you can't hold this up there. And and Benji's out was always ready for a challenge. So he immediately just jumped on it without realizing, okay, once I'm holding this up there, it's the only <laughs> thing it's gonna do is dump on me. <laughs> uh, but he was so athletic he just like let go of the broomstick and then grabbed the water. Oh as wow it fell and wow. didn't yeah, it didn't spot at him. <laughs> um, but it's the same idea. You know, it's like you do everything except you talk about everything except the thing that you're going to yeah. do. And then at the moment where the person's attention is most attuned to the misdirection, that's when you that's when you pull the, the sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. It's a similar thing here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's humans are funny that way. You can really yeah. like get them invested and focused on something. I yeah. think, too,
3: it, it's worth saying, like, with the reference that we're pulling from like the Jason Bourne film. Like you were saying, you can see him ducking down mm-hmm. and like running. And, you know, I don't know what that would look like if we made that movie today, but I have a funny feeling they would have, they would probably like roto it out and make it clean and make it perfect. So it's like a perfect illusion. And then like you never see him. And like I think that there is something to be said for like not everything in a movie has to be magic. Like mm-hmm. when someone does something cool, sometimes they're just running behind a bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I and did, I think I
0: didn't know that he did that until when we started talking about this idea about a year ago, Nico showed me that footage and pointed it out. But I I'd seen the original a few times and I never noticed before him ducking behind that cart and running away. I knew that they did something there, but I just assumed it was a comp out.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, and that, and if that's what you assumed, then the illusion worked on you. And it's like, it's a matter, it's like an effort thing. Like it sold the idea. And mm-hmm. like we sold the idea to everyone. And could we have done it with like four cars and like, you know, other misdirection? And like, could we have done it at higher speed? Like, maybe. But like at the end of the day, we created like an illusion that worked. Yeah. And it created a, an effect. And there's like this kind of line you have to walk when it comes to like creating an illusion. And I think that what we proved with that was that it, you don't even need to film it. Like it works. Like it, it, it is, it impacts people to do that. And it does. you don't need visual effects. You just need friends in a van. If you get a van and your
2: friends... There's a lot of things you can do with a van.
3: Well, you know what Jordan Allen was saying? He wanted to start a service that will do that at parties for people. So if you want to exit a party, (laughs) really really cool, you can (laughs) just call your buddy with the van and they'll just come in and you can be like, all right, tonight was great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's an exit service. It's a real thing you can do. We're enterprising into exit servicing. Yeah. Where anytime you need to leave somebody somewhere super cool like that, you just call us. We come for you. We come for you. That was Yeah.
3: Well, that is the thing too. It does kind of feel like a little bit like a kidnapping. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool.
2: But like at at the person's request, <laughs> it's a little weird. It's like, did he just get kidnapped, but do it
0: on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Jump a creepy one man? that we should try is in the future is. uh you know, in those in in all those chase movies where they have three of the same car. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, we we mm-hmm. got to try something like that with a drone. We have three of the maybe. exact same car, and then somebody has to follow it and follow the right one.
1: The movie ambulance, oh, yeah. they did it like perfect. Did you guys yeah. watch ambulance? Oh yeah,
0: when they yes. like paint the car, they
1: painted it, but they also had like three red cars. Maybe, like
2: maybe we should do that for our, our drone video. Yeah. Car chase drone. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Does it work to have your to drive under an underpass and have like the car change colors or whatever? Yeah. Or have three different cars drive out? Yeah. Oh man, can you do the swap? You don't even need three cars, just one. Can you have like, so you challenge your friend to follow a car, what they don't know. Man, maybe we shouldn't do this on the podcast.
4: <laughs>
2: Too bad. Let's see, let's see who listens to the podcast. Hey, if you are if you work at Corridor and you listen to this, don't tell anybody else at Corridor about this podcast. Turn this
0: off. We'll wave our hands Griffin, when you can listen Griffin's again. Griffin's going to hear it one of these days.
2: <laughs> Griffin, don't tell anybody about this. Um, see, <clears throat> so challenge somebody to fly a drone and follow the car, and what they don't know is when that car goes under an overpass, it's going to swap to a different... Like, somebody else is going to take off in, like, the same color car. Yeah. And then, you know, at some point, the person with the other car comes back and like walks up to the person flying the drone sail and be like, Hey, I'm here. He's like, Wait, what? Yeah. You're here? I'm still following you, you know, or something like that. And you could, yeah, you could test that out. Yeah,
0: that would be ultimate. In, yeah. in Ambulance, they actually did one of the swaps in the exact location where we filmed uh, yeah. photo reel. Do you remember that that's video? That's right.
2: right. Yep. Yeah, it goes down there. Yep.
0: Yeah, they did it. They so that's another film location that we that maybe they knew about. Um, but yeah, in the exact same spot where where Sam is chasing me in in that video, uh, that's where they shot one of the swap scenes in Ambulance. Yep. Um, That would be cool. We should try that. That'd be
2: cool. Then there's the ninja smoke bomb effect. Yes.
0: Yeah, which I don't think is actually is, possible. That one is dang near impossible as I see it currently.
2: To get a smoke puff that big requires <laughs> a pretty big explosive
1: yeah, yeah. It's dynamite
2: <laughs> like a pretty big explosive like not not huge but like big enough that it like it becomes a little bit more of a logistics issue yeah we've out. all
0: seen it we've all seen it done you know in in all these different movies over history they the the they throw the smoke bomb and then poof the person's gone mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so how do you actually do that without a trap door ah, i was or just about
1: do- to say trap door
0: you yeah. could you could try a trap door. It'd be pretty hard to fabricate a trap door without anyone noticing, though. I mean, this one would have to be elaborate. We'd have to take people off location for another production, and mm-hmm. then if we're at a different location where we're filming something else, and then we do this while we're there, then it would work. So we fabricate an entire production. Okay. Well, we just do another production. But yeah. yeah.
2: Two birds with one stone. We have a real production and then a secondary production that's kind of using the actual production as a a fake production.
3: production. Yes, it's a good idea.
0: This is
2: both a fake and real production. Yeah, is there a part of you that wants to edit that crew cuts video into an actual video? You know, I hadn't thought about it
3: until we were just talking about it now. It would work. But I don't know if it's like not many people got enough. Like, we could do it it's funny now that we're talking about it on the podcast and this is coming out after the video's out so maybe we'll we, I, I can cut together that footage it's pretty funny like I would do it just for Jordan Allen's response man he's just like uh the whole time and there are some great great things that we filmed on the street so yeah maybe yeah. we could do it I don't know I'll think about it
2: do you got well, you were there should it be a crew cut I think it'd be a pretty funny crew cuts video it doesn't need to actually be the video that we're pretending it is but like Watching people attempt to film this second fake video that we're filming and with that context that this is actually part of a bigger prank would be kind of funny. Yeah, we can do it. We'll
3: release it. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then we can, you know, show the little clip show of the things that we
2: filmed. And you could even include the Jason Bourne thing at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello? And it just ends every time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 As long as you give it the context at the beginning, I think it would totally work. No we should do it. It's, we
3: spent so much time out on the street like that's what I think people watching this Jason Bourne challenge won't really understand is like each one of those people I don't know took like 10 minutes 15 minutes yeah. each. We did eight of those and we had to wait sometimes it was like by the end I was like tired dude like it was it was a lot.
4: <clears throat> yeah. Because
3: we were also it wasn't as simple as just bringing them out there. It was like we had to kind of do this song and dance thing yeah. but it was totally worth it. I think we've really heightened these challenges to a degree where it's like we're getting into like you can't just show up anymore you know and do a challenge like you've we've we've now set the bar very high so i think going car chase is probably the next logical step or something Mm -hmm. crazy i think you know we had talked about faking your death possibly and seeing if that's possible you know all sorts of things (laughs) (laughs) Um, a little little machiavelli (laughs) going on you remember that scene in sherlock when he fakes his death. We don't want to
2: traumatize somebody with a fake death.
1: (laughs) No.
4: But is it possible? Is it
1: possible? Like what the I didn't
2: think about that element. (laughs) We're not going to do that to anybody.
3: (laughs) I know it's ethically horrible and like we definitely shouldn't do it. But is it possible?
2: Is it possible? (laughs) Yes, it's possible. (laughs) The anxiety
1: that I wouldn't trust anyone after that.
3: Yeah, that would be too far. So that's too far. So in the space between Jason Bourne and Faking Your Own Death we have a lot of (laughs) room. We have a lot. We can do a lot there. It's going to be fine. There's still
1: a ton
2: of room in there. If you guys have any ideas, leave a comment. (laughs) That isn't that idea.
3: You can't fake someone's death. It's not good. It's tax evasion, technically. Um, Can you repaint
0: a car quickly enough to lose the cops? Yeah, that'd be cool. That that would be a good one. All we would need is a pursuit driver. And a closed course.
3: Yeah, the problem is in LA, you're not getting away. Because it's the traffic, so right. all of those ideas would be really hard to do in like an open street.
2: You know how you get away in LA? Is you go, you take your on your chase, you go to the airport because the copters can't follow you on the airspace.
1: <gasps> really? So then you can
2: get a spot to get out on foot and go hide. There you go, everybody. <laughs> Why do you? Yeah, know that, this? I mean that's the classic living in LA. And these any are important helicopter things Wow, I love that. You don't have an escape route? No, I have two from the cops.
1: You just
3: come at me
2: about faking your death. (laughs) This is way more suspicious. (laughs) Look, I think about like, look, if there's a big earthquake and the water lines from like the reservoirs to LA broke. Yeah. And two, three, four, five weeks without water, fresh water, how would you get out?
3: I'll tell you, actually, I have thought about this. Um, I have a stockpile of water. I do. I, I get the five gallons. So I have enough water for at least two weeks. Now, after that, is where it gets interesting. And I don't know your, the answer to this question. But <laughs> what I do know is that there's no way you're getting out. Actually, I do have an answer to this. Realistically, I don't know which version of like the apocalypse you're talking about here. Big earthquake. Big earthquake. You're getting out on foot. There's just no way that you're getting out on the roads. Because everyone starts freaking out. The, all the roads are going to get jammed up. So you better have a method of... Like, just you just gotta, you're gonna hike out. That's the only way. So, unless you got a boat. Unless you have a boat, you could try and get out by sea. But even then, to circumvent all the way down, you would have to be such an expert sailor, like, and be so prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. I think the only realistic way would be a just be prepared and have a bug out bag and water, and then just start hiking east, like, through and try and go I'm high, high desert, so that you're though. not going in the desert. The that desert,
2: that'd be tough. The Mojave. Oh
1: Literally, it's are not going east, Jonah. You're not going east, Jonah.
3: So you can't go east. So you straight go up. East? Do you like, go t- up. It's like start north? going
1: towards like West Covina.
0: <clears throat>
4: I I think what north is
3: your plan? plan? You seem like you have a plan. Jordan's
0: just gonna
2: go to West Covina. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 go to West Covina. Honestly, like, that's desolate. Wow. <laughs> I honestly.
2: <laughs> <it, but I laughs> good like question. like, I thought about this too because I'm like, I feel like the quickest way out of the city is bikes in the LA River.
3: Okay. So okay
2: yeah i think that's like my plan is you get on the paved river and you go up that because you're up not gonna north. have or you just get out of the city first like because okay. you're not gonna have traffic jams on the other river yeah you know, theoretically i mean if you don't take a car on it but like, all the cyclists well yeah. where does it end when you go <laughs> north, stop
0: and go bike traffic yeah. <laughs> it's like doesn't, god damn it la <laughs> doesn't it end in like um santa clarita when the, that? when the uh the la river probably that's when, the problem uh, though, is
2: like Jonah posed this question, which I think about too, is like, but to the east it's all desert. To the south, it's all desert. To the north, it's mountains, and it's kind of desert. I mean, I get you know, there's all those farms there, but it's yeah. like that's all irrigation and stuff, you know. So it's like it gets really tricky. Pretty brutal. The thing it is like
0: be a long way going through the Central Valley, because especially if there was if if you're talking about the situation you're talking about, which is where the uh the reservoir is broken, mm-hmm. um, all that is is watered by that same system yeah so it you know i've driven across there and it's on a motorcycle and it's and you know it's i I don't think you'd want to walk across that
2: i did some so i have a solar kit for camping that i use, to like charge up my one wheel and bikes and you
0: know like ren's one wheel and bikes and whatever you know
2: the gangs bikes and one wheels um i did the calculations and that'd be enough to get me like 20 to 25 miles on my tesla with a full day of like solar. Mm. Okay. So that's like maybe if I if for some reason the roads were clear but there weren't wasn't gasoline, I could you could travel during the night. Yeah. And yeah. charge during the day. And travel during the night and charge during the day. And I could do it twenty five miles at a time. Oh my. But I'd be in the car.
1: Yeah.
2: We gotta watch out for raiders. Yeah. I know. Dude, I your to solar mana would be a
1: hot commodity.
2: But honestly, going at yeah. night
3: is kind of smart because it's like the raiders.
1: They get scarier at night. Yeah, I mean, they get
3: scarier
2: at night. But <laughs> don't forget, if they're scared, they're just as scared of you at night as you are of them. Yeah, and you are in a car. <laughs> True. Yeah. you know what I mean. With but- like a bazooka, probably. Oh, so is um, that in your up bag, bag? I found it on the way when I was traveling. Oh, oh <laughs> well, you're course. traveling. Yeah. You. I
1: mean, it's your story. You can write whatever. You <laughs> write. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's like not
3: going anywhere an option. It is. That's probably I the best option. I honestly think like shelter in place is probably. In the event this,
0: of an earth, a major earthquake that took water out for two months, probably shelter in place would be your best option. But I would just immediately ration water, water yeah, yeah,
3: and just try and figure that out. But you need dude, a life scary. straw; that would help.
2: <clears throat> life straw, just, just boil it. Purification. Well, you, just, you need the water in the first place. That's the tough part. Yeah. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, they realistically, there's probably a way to get fresh water from the ocean that could at least keep people sustained in LA. You know how. Whether it's boiling it or evaporation or something like have that, have we tried? You can't boil the salt out tried. of salt water. Yeah,
0: you can. Yeah, the salt
2: stays in the pan; the water evaporates. It's just incredibly oh, inefficient. Yeah, it's, it's very super inefficient. inefficient.
0: Yeah, you're talking about a still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i been yeah. talking about a still. Yeah. yeah, a still would work, mm-hmm. but it would well, would only give you so
2: much, yeah. right? But when it comes to just having drinking water, I feel like I mean, there's enough coast and there's enough yeah. people that I feel like you could make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We could start LA, a still during factory. That type
1: of- People are already scary enough as it is. Yeah, no. Just it'd, like on a normal a work day man, trying to get so here, People, you would think it—it's already happened. I couldn't <laughs> imagine if it already happened.
4: Oh
3: my! I God. always thought so. Where I grew up is is really far north in New Hampshire, very high, like east, and they they were doing nuclear testing up there during the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And the my town, the way that it's structured, is the only way in or out is through this valley. We call it like the notch. And legend has it that they installed explosives on either side of the notch so that if there was any sort of nuclear leak or any problem, they could blow the notch and trap everyone in. And it was like they're like fail safe for if mm. things went bad. The only way out would be through Canada. Mm. And so we always thought like growing up, we had this like existential dread of like this happening. Like we would <laughs> we would talk about it growing up we'd be like, what happens if they blow the notch? What happens if they blow the notch? <laughs> and we would all talk about it. We'd be like, all right, well we'll go to the highest peak. We'll set up camp up there, be able to like send flares out from there. like it was like it was like our boogeyman growing up mm-hmm. for some reason. So I never thought about the problem of being like all the way out west.
2: It presents a way different issue because yeah, I feel like I'd want to get to the Midwest. You can just drill a well and have yeah. fresh water. I don't know if you can. Dr- Maybe you can drill a well here. I don't know if you can. I mean, that, that also eliminates any water like, You might water hit issues. oil first. You might be right, actually. I don't know about the groundwater in L.A. Yeah. Well, now with all this rain, there's probably some, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like if, if something happens like that, you fill up your bathtub, if you can, oh. with the latent pressure in the that- pipes, you just merely put that all in your bathtub and you just, that's a tank of water that you have on demand now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just get, get the... Five gallon jugs too. They're super yeah. cheap. Yeah, and you just have a stockpile of those.
4: Yeah,
0: or yeah. just get to the studio. There's about twenty of them there. That's true. Jordan does.
3: She does this weekly workout.
0: How often do you do it?
1: It's it's too often. Too often.
3: How many how many are there that you do? It's crazy. There's dude. Like twenty at a time. Sometimes wow. I, I think yeah. that's
1: where my biceps came from. Wow. I promise you, it's not the gym.
3: Sometimes I'll help and I'll do like two and I'm like, damn, I did a good thing today for Jordan. <laughs> and then I think like, bro, there's like,
1: it's me, fifteen up with of them. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I do God's work. <laughs> yeah,
4: you
2: really do. That's right. This whole studio only runs because of Jordan's here. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. Yeah.
1: I mean, a bunker's not a bad idea when you buy a house. You guys are homeowners. Have you guys you thought about just adding? Jake, I just feel like this is something you've started working on.
2: I mean, I feel like I, down here is a better bunker. Like this building yeah. is a good bunker. Yeah, yeah. You got a brick wall with like raised windows. Like this is a, this place is a castle. Wow. Well. So yeah, that's
0: why. That well, that's why I moved to this, this small farm because in is, case. It, In and of itself, is a bug, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bug out bag. In and of itself. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere if all that happened. I would just stay. I would just shelter in place.
1: Because you um, have a well too.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there is some real risk of the wells drying up. Um, mm-hmm. It has hap- It depends on where you are, with respect mm-hmm. to the water reservoirs, obviously. But it has happened at a few places around here. You know, you, there's always that existential fear of, oh well, your well's going to dry up. But I have a buddy down the down the road, Logan Logan Stark, oh from BRCC, yeah. He he's only on rainwater. Oh really? Uh, wow. Yeah. So he he has you know. Uh, gutters all around on his, he's got an auxiliary barn in his main house and that all goes into these storage tanks. So anytime it rains and you can collect water pretty quickly that way. And of course it rains a lot more here yeah. than it does there. Um, hmm. But he did run out of water last year because he only had one tank. Um, hmm. So he put in another one. But that's the main threat here is just the lack of water, especially with all the people moving to this area. And hmm the other thing that I've been learning about is how important the the grass is to the groundwater and the aquifer. And there's always this tendency to go, oh, well, you know, if we're going to build something, we should figure out a way to like control and divert the water. But what you actually want, all that does is gather the water together and make it more stronger and send it away from wherever you are faster. So Mm -hmm. it actually works against the ecological implications. If you put grass down, that grass catches the water, slows it down, and then sends it back down into the aquifer mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. sending it away from where you are. Um, so I wish more people knew that here because there's a lot of development and the, t- the common practice is to just, well, divert the rainwater somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to putting it into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But that actually is kind of the opposite of what we could be doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. It's been interesting. I've been learning a lot. And I, I had these same thoughts when I lived in L.A. too. I had, <laughs> you know, I had a bu- I had a bug out bag, and that was pretty much my plan. You know, you, you get a lightweight AR with a light backpack, <laughs> and you just walk. Yeah. What else can you do? Yeah. You get the life. I'm straw. just walking
1: to San Antonio, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You're there. Yeah. I know you,
1: you
3: just have go to Beverly ammo. Hills and just you know do a Bill <laughs> Murray and just try and, like in Zombieland, just find the nicest house and hang out. With me. <laughs> yeah that's your plan (laughs) let's
1: go to calabasas yeah dude
3: when when i lived um in high school when i was in india we lived off rainwater on the mountain and they have monsoons there and uh so you would see these tanks everywhere you could probably fit three of them in here they were that big boom 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 these big black tanks and every like they were everywhere on the mountain and because the monsoon would last for months at a time Mm -hmm. they would literally swap them out too like oh, they, really they nice. had so much rain like it just rained straight for for months like it, it was so moist that if you didn't put newspaper in your drawers your your clothes would mold oh man like really? over and yeah it was absurd wow. and then during the summer you would use that water but we had monkeys <laughs> and uh I, I was i was <laughs> on top of the mountain uh there's like this it's called Chucker on the top where there's like a couple restaurants and uh I watched a baby monkey fall into one of those water things. And it was one of the most ethically fascinating situations I've ever seen because you had this baby monkey that fell into it and the mama monkey was freaking out and was Mm. trying to get in there. And there was a bunch of men who saw it happen and they're like, all right, let's dump out this Mm. jug so that we can get the, the, the baby out. But the, yeah. obviously the monkey didn't understand that, the mother monkey. So she's fighting mm,
4: yeah, these yeah, yeah.
3: dudes who are trying to do this. And it took so ah. long. It was so fascinating to watch. They're like fighting off this monkey, trying, trying to push it over. And the monkey would come back and they're kicking it. They finally got it tipped over. But by then, like a couple minutes had gone by and you saw this monkey kind of slide out. And the, the mother monkey ran over to it, grabbed it up. It was limp and she just dipped in the woods. And I was like, damn.
4: Hmm. wow!" And
1: what sucks is because it was... Because of a man-made creation. Yeah, Yeah. like we
3: created this problem and then we were trying to fix it. And I don't, you know, maybe the monkey's found, maybe it died, I don't know. But yeah, there's like a lot of impact from all the methods that we try and solve the the water problem from.
0: Yeah. And it's like,
3: it's just brutal to see like, at the end of the day, like we kind of created a problem by like creating these like really advanced cities and whatnot and like pushing all the nature out. And we thought that that was like a really good idea. But then, when we try and solve it by say like getting a bunch of rainwater tanks and then suddenly like nature starts interacting with it and it becomes mm-hmm. like a problem again. Um, can be yeah, really it's a brutal. balance.
0: It's a, definitely a balance. I mean, you can't, you know, if, if, w- if it wasn't for those rain jugs, it'd be a human baby, but it'd yeah. be <laughs> dehydration instead. And it's, it's like, what do you, what Even do you young. do? You gotta, yeah. you gotta balance it. But anyways, yeah, just yeah. like when we shot Jason Bourne, you have we to got balance real deep there, sorry. the. That was interest. a really solid like tangent right there. That was great. yeah, that was... No, that was a good challenge, and I'm glad we got onto that one. That's what I like about these podcasts. Yes, you never know what's going <clears throat> you never know what we're gonna be talking about at the end. What was that one right. we did the other day where we were talking about clay, claymation, and uh, Pinocchio and like clay stock? <laughs> like <laughs> I got these ten Pinocchios worth like, <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> <coughs> oh, Best of at least man. ten more
2: Pinocchios with the amount of day I got.
0: Yeah, so you never know where we're gonna end up, but um, I don't know. I think that's that's this one.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right.
2: Way well, go, ladies and gentlemen, what a what a podcast!
0: Yes, it's time for us Thanks to for end joining our day. us once again. And uh, well, if you haven't seen the Jason Bourne episode, please go watch it, and let us know if there's some other tropes that you want to see done in this experiment. Maybe we'll try that underpass one. Yeah.
3: No, we're definitely not going to do that. Definitely For not going to sure. do that. No. We're not doing no, that. No. And Griffin, we're we not doing sh- that yeah. one. We would never
2: do that. We, we
1: that. shouldn't hire Brie Lynch
2: yeah. from the <laughs> Punch
1: Punch <laughs> episode. We yes. won't reach out to her. Yeah.
2: yeah. No. Definitely not. Perfect.
0: Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great day.
4: Bye. Bye. Bye.